welcome to episode 83 of the Fantasy Hockey Bros Podcast, presented by FanDuel. Alex, in grade 8, congratulations. Now you become the leading NHL goal scorer among European players. But keep scoring, keep scoring, because as you know, I didn't retire from hockey yet. And there's a chance I might come back to NHL and start chasing you. Oh, Joe, it's just me and you again, It's a two-man show. It's the engine and the clutch. <laughs> Here you go. Once again, even... the two oh, most reliable geez. parts of a car, the clutch oh, and the Joe. engine. <laughs> Ethan Brider listening to this right now, just freaking out. Oh, I love it. I had to. I had to. How you been, buddy? Good. Everything's good, you know. Uh, big day in my personal life. We're getting our uh, little girl's ears pierced today. So oh, it's gonna uh, it's going to be a doozy. I don't know what to expect when we put her in the chair. She's a fidgety little one, so uh, it's going to be interesting to see how they go about doing this. So not looking forward to that in a few hours. As a good father, maybe you should get your ears done too with her. Oh, yeah. I remember actually as a kid, I wanted to get one of mine done. I'm so glad I didn't. And my dad would have ripped my ear off. I'm so glad I didn't end up doing it. Actually, I could have been like Austin Matthews, you know, with the earring. Yeah. Didn't you want your, your eyebrow done? No, that's Once? one thing That's one thing I didn't want to do. because Oh, pierced? Oh, pierced? Yeah. Or, oh, no, no. I thought you meant like shaped and plucked and oh whatever. Oh my no, no. god, are you kidding me? No, because that would have been too much of a maintenance thing. I would have to do it every well, two days. Yeah, no. you would have had your, first of all, if you'd have your eyebrows shaped, somebody, whoever did it would have had a field day because they could have done anything they wanted because exactly. they had all that real estate. Exactly. But, uh, no, I meant like getting a piercing through your eyebrow. No, definitely not. I only that want, was so popular. I only wanted to do the ear and that was back like in high school and whatever, but I'm so glad my dad was like, I'm going to rip your ear off before you come home with one. And that kind <laughs> of stopped me from doing one, doing it. And uh, I'm kind of glad I didn't. I think I would have <laughs> you know regretted what? it. Yeah, it w- you could have just it closed, just it, closed up. it up. Yeah, exactly. But what's popular these days for guys is getting a little stud in the nose. Yeah, I know. No. Maybe it, I shouldn't say popular. Maybe it's like a hipster thing. <laughs> I think it is, depending on the crowd. <laughs> you know, yeah. living downtown, like uh, downtown Toronto, <laughs> kind see. of, uh, j- j- uh, it's it's shaped you a little bit. <laughs> oh, I see a lot of stuff downtown Toronto, man. <laughs> oh, I bet. Oh, uh, yeah. But it's all good. How you doing? I'm feeling on, uh, you're on the mend? You're good? Yeah, I'm getting there. I'm almost... I'm almost 100%. I'd say very, very close. Well, considering we're doing a two-man pod, I think we're good. Yeah. I think you're good yeah. now. Yeah. Uh, we relinquished hosting duties last week, but um, back in the saddle today. That was their uh, go-to. You know, they said, okay, I'm going to host for a week. That was their hall pass this week. You know, I'm gonna ho- we're going to host this week. That's true. We're going to carry the load this week. We're allowed to take this week off. Yeah, like the the <laughs> attendance lately. My gosh, oh, we have like man. five episodes left or something, and we'll see. We'll see how many they come to. Exactly. But unfortunately, yeah, we're not going to get that homeless story again. <laughs> now we're just we're just mean. Now. Next week, next week, boys uh, and girls, yeah, whoever's hopefully. listening, the homeless story. Hopefully, we'll have to figure something out next week, actually, because Anth and I are going to Montreal for the Leaf game. Oh, yeah. So it might be a late one then. So either late Sunday or maybe we do it from the hotel Sunday morning. I don't know. We'll see. Saturday night in Montreal. You guys are going to be up, ready to go on Sunday morning. What the hell am I going to get into? <laughs> well, a married I don't know. guy with a single brother. I, what the hell are we going to do? I don't do? know. Ant's there. He might corrupt you. <laughs> Jeez. I don't know. I've never been. I've never been in this situation with. Is it just ass. you? Is it just you two? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeez. 
unless he decides that he wants to bring a couple friend. guys and just they don't come to the game. I don't know. We'll figure oh, something out. Oh, man. No, but just me and me and Twans. I bet you any money he's going to have a couple of people there just floating about, not going to the game, but he's just like, oh, come to Montreal for the weekend. We'll go out after the game. Yeah. <laughs> he's going to have a couple people waiting for him at Chez Paris. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna be hold the table. Out. They're gonna be pulling an all nighter there. Meanwhile, you guys join them late. <laughs> yeah. Or I, I'm gonna be by myself having a petit déjeuner at like three in the morning. A poutine. A poutine. A poutine. Uh, yeah. So looking forward to that. But we'll figure out the the show. But today's show, this is what we're gonna do because Joe, as <laughs> you know, we're recording on a Sunday morning. We got the trade deadline tomorrow. Um, at three o'clock, the actual deadline is. So what we're going to do, we're going to talk about the trades that recently happened. A lot of them did. Yeah. And all the fantasy implications to go along with that. Then we'll get into the show, fantasy players of the night, uh, week ahead, injuries, all the stuff we usually talk about. And then what we're going to do is on, uh, if any trades come down on Monday. So as you guys are hearing this now, maybe it's Monday, maybe it's Tuesday, whatever, but any trades that happen, Tomorrow or later today, we'll react to. We'll put that in right after the fans players of the night, so everything we'll is get relevant. them in. Yep. Yeah, and then uh, we'll release this a little bit later than usual. That way, we uh, react to everything from a fantasy point of view that's happened for the trade deadline. All right, sounds good. So let's get into it right away. The big one. There's a few big ones, but the biggest one is Claude Giroux to Florida. He handcuffed Philly like no tomorrow. Yeah, like, All four limbs were tied to the bed. That's how much he hung handcuffed which Florida honestly, in this like, deal. Or Philly in this deal, sorry. Which, which makes me think, because, I mean, they always said, we're going to send him where he wants to go because it's Giroux, it's our captain, a thousand games. But it really makes me think that they, they did kind of push him out the door. Because, like... I mean, if you're Giroux, wouldn't you almost like be like, you know what? Like, it's a two-way street. You guys have taken care of me. Like, you're gonna so, like, you know what? Wherever your best offer is, that's where I'll go. Yeah, but at the same time, I, I think I've heard multiple reports. The latest being late Saturday night uh, during. I think it was after the Canucks Flames game. Friedman was saying basically. As we heard earlier in the day that there was no other trade offers for Giroux, actual offers. It was just Florida. That was his focus. Him and his family wanted to go there. But he was like, that wasn't necessarily the true like true kind of thing. There was other offers. But because he, him and his family wanted to go to Florida, that was his preferred location. They didn't really, I guess, entertain other offers because Giroux had full control. He could have waived or he could have said no to any deal. So... Yeah. Really, their hands, Chuck Fletcher's hands were tied. He had to deal him to Florida. And for a decent return, I think, like considering, like he got a top prospect and own Tippett and, and, and all the picks. He got a first, I think, uh, I can't even remember the full deal. I think it was a second as well in there. Yeah. But, but Florida's going all in. They, they don't have a first round pick until 2025. <sighs> So it's just like, man, that offense is stacked. Okay, yeah. So like on the Giroux front, like whole like we're I'm expecting for sure point for game moving forward for the rest of the year. Yeah. Well, I'm at least we don't know any line combinations right now, but we assume he's playing with Barkov on that top yeah. line. Yeah. That we kind of have to assume assume that because I don't think they're going to necessarily mess with Duclair, Huberto, and whoever's playing in the middle, whether it's Bennett, Reinhardt. I think it's been Bennett recently. But my assumption is he's going to take one of those winger spots up with Barkov, whether it's Verhage. Verhage or even I think Marchman was up there for a bit. I don't know who's there now currently, but I, I he that's where he's going to fit. It's going to be with Barkov. Yeah. I mean, for what it's worth right now, Daily Faceoff has Giroud, Barkov, Verhage as the top line. Yeah, so exactly. That extra spot that Mason, uh, that Marchment was kind of rotating in and out of, that's where Giroud will fit, yeah. which totally makes sense. Like uh, the other team right there was rumored was Colorado, but apparently like he didn't want to go to Colorado, and that's shocking. <laughs> which is, it is shocking. <laughs> but for, for his value uh, from fantasy, oh. like, 
Florida is better than Colorado, and I, I think because I couldn't, I couldn't see a way that he would have got onto that top. Actually, yeah, he would have with Landis Gago. Fair he with Landis Gago. Yeah, he yes, would have been but, on top yeah. power play. But playoffs would have been a different story. But yeah, Florida full fully expect top power play. Man, do you have the highest scoring team in the league, and you add in Giroux? Like my God, it would be a great to own this guy right now. Like that, and but we. And a big piece of that offense got lost on the weekend. Yeah, was that was Zach Blad? We'll get into that a little later, but that is a big blow. We don't know how his his time frame that much. We know he's it it's not and, as yeah. We, we, we know it's not as serious term. as they first thought. Yeah, it's not long term. So that's good news for them. That we much know, but we don't know exactly the time frame. Could be another like we're seeing this now with injuries like Landeskog, LTIR. They got money there. Maybe they're going to have money with, with Ekblad if they can LTIR them if they know enough information by Monday's deadline. Exactly. Why not? You're cemented in the playoffs. It doesn't matter if you finish first, second, or third. It's just an asset thing. Like, like, do they really have enough to get another big piece? Well, they don't have a first-round pick. We know that. For three years. Jeez. But on the other side of the trade, Tippett. I'm a, I was a big fan of Tippett coming in. He was one of my like late, You're late a sleeper, steals, yeah. slates. Yeah, and I've talked about him this year a bit, saying watch out for him next year on on Florida. Um, now he's on Philly. He's going to get a lot more opportunity. I'm excited to see I can where he fits very in. well. I can I can so see him fitting like next year with. I mean, I know it's going next year because Couturier is out for the season, but that's yeah. where I see him next year. This year. Is going to be interesting, but I mean, next year keep an eye on him because he'll be playing on that top line. I think, yeah, especially yeah. if they decide to move Konechny and all the other, some other pieces that are rumored to be out. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm excited to see how he fits in this year. Um, next, let's move into another couple of trades that happened here. Not as fantasy relevant. Let's talk about uh, Lindholm to Boston. Do you see anything there? I mean, they have him projected to play with McAvoy on the top pairing. You know what, Lindholm's a uh, He's he's a like he's a foggy one for me. Like he, I think it's a case, Joe, of like <laughs> I think it's like overrated. But like I'm not gonna say he's a bad player. It's like from a fantasy, fantasy point of stand- view, exactly. Completely overrated. I think if you look at him on Anaheim, for example, he was what the best fan third. He he was their third option fantasy wise. Yeah, you had Fowler, you had Drysdale, you had even exactly. Shattenkirk kicking there. Like you can maybe even think of Manson in a Bangers League better than yeah. you know. What I mean, like he, I think he has like twenty. What did he have? Twenty two points, I think, and like he shoots a bunch. I know that. I looked yeah. at him because I was contemplating picking him up. He's but, owned in our league, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I mean in, in one of my other pools. Yeah, but um, I don't know. Like if you're option number three. On a previous on a team that you're being traded from, and you're going to a stronger team, what does that make you? Yeah, going long term, it's just like I don't know. He, yeah, he has 22 points, and like uh, he has 119 shots. So like he's great for shooting and and blocks. He has 77 on the season. So I mean, not bad. He, he's not bad. It's just he's gonna get time because you know Boston did extend him, so they obviously see him as a bigger piece for them. So he's going to get time. Um, it's just a matter of how much. and I don't know. Boston's a, a tricky situation for me because they're getting older. and I don't know. They're in a weird spot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for Lindholm, like, you know, plus minus obviously is going to improve, uh, especially playing with McAvoy. But in terms of, like, points, peripherals, Maybe a slight bump, but I'm not. There's nothing. I'm not excited yeah, about. I'm not rushing to pick this guy up at all. Like, is he gonna block more because he's on a better team? Is he gonna shoot more because he's on a better team? Uh, yeah, like those are like answers. It, those guys yeah. are like those categories are not gonna change. It's the points that, and I don't know. He's not gonna get on that first power play unit. That's for sure. He might look at that second power play unit, but yeah. Yeah, uh, you mentioned Manson there. Manson went to Colorado. It was one of the earlier trades uh, leading up to this deadline. I mean, is there anything there? I- I'll I'll kind of group him with uh, Delorier to Minnesota because I think this is like a hits play, and yeah, big time. especially with like your their first game. Like, so Manson had ten hits in his debut with Colorado. Then he followed it up with two hits. Like. 
Delorier, if you're looking for hits, uh, his first game for Minnesota, I think you can expect like at least eight. Like he is going to bang, and especially in his first game, these these guys come over and they just want to make an impact. And that's what happens with a lot of these trades. You get that trade bump. I find that, you know, like so much focus is on the guys when they first come. So they do get a couple games where, and then they kind of settle in where it kind of just goes back to what they, the player that they are. Yeah. Next, let's, let's go to Sherratt. Sherratt to Florida, playing with Giroux in, in Florida now. Uh, is there anything there? I mean, we have to bring up this, obviously, this Ekblad injury you alluded to here because. Maybe it, we see a situation where they use him with the top unit. Like, I don't know what's going to happen there. I don't know. You see him on a top unit, on a, the power play or no? I'm You're talking about, about the, top I'm talking pairings. about the power play here. Like, oh, oh, I don't know. I don't see him on the top power play. You have at least, I, I think they'll use Uyghur. Or Montour. Or Montour or even Forsling before they use Sherrod sure. on, the, on the top power play unit. I just... Uh, this is another one where it's, it's similar to um, Manson, Lindholm. It's kind of like in the middle where he's a little bit... I'd rather have Lindholm than Sherratt, but I'd rather have Sherratt than uh, Manson. So it's one of those, like... He's a good hockey trade defenseman to have if that's what you need and fits your team. But fantasy-wise, I don't think he offers much. Like he can offer again the hits and and anything like that. He's but he's more of a defensive guy, so I don't yeah. think he fits. In I was that just I was just like thinking, do they do they give him a chance with Ekblad out? So, but we'll see. But when we'll Ekblad yeah. went down on Friday in Friday's game, it was so early in the game, so obviously his power play time had to go somewhere, and it was Uyghur who took it over. So yeah, well, and Sherratt's not Sherratt wasn't there, still so. figuring out his visa stuff issues. So yeah, we'll see, but. Yeah, chances are it's Uyghur, and and that, like, I, we obviously don't know how long Ekblad's out, but that gives significant value to Uyghur, who already had a lot of Big value because he does everything. Big time. And, and he was putting uh, up the points, too, like, before yeah. even, too. Like, he, he wasn't shy, like, he wasn't killing it on points, but he was still putting them up, and that's mm-hmm. why, like, his value has jumped depending on how long Ekblad will be out for. Yeah, so definitely bump... Bump to Uyghur there. Uh, a couple other deals here. Uh, two in particular. Vetrano to the Rangers. You know, I was skeptical about where he would play in the lineup because he's been predominantly a left winger. And I had mentioned on our Twitter that, you know, if they decide to move him to the right side, that right side is wide open because you have Lafreniere who's playing on the top, top line right now. I think Dryden Hunt is playing on the second line. So they have Vitrano come in, and he actually took Hunt off that second line. And he's yeah, they put with him Stroman in the top playing. six. Yeah, and he hasn't done much yet. Um, and, I mean, he could very well eventually drop to the third line. But as, as long as he's in that position, I, I mean, I'm, I'm Why not? You have a spot. You have a streamer spot, and you have, if the Rangers are, are playing X amount of games that week and you need him, he's a top six guy, and he's playing with players. So hopefully... Can, and when, when given the opportunity, he did do some stuff with Florida. So it's just mm-hmm. a matter of uh, the right fit for him. Yeah. And Vitrano's a big shooter. Like last game for the Rangers, yeah, big he had five time. shots. So at least you're going to get that as a floor with Vitrano. And then lastly, Cali Yarncrock in Calgary. Pretty favorable position. I did not see them putting him between Toffoli and Menjapane. But yeah, but no, but and did you see uh, like against Vancouver on Saturday night? They like he totally shuffled the line. Sutter did, and he played mm-hmm. with Mangiapane and uh, Coleman, I believe, was that that was that was the line, if I'm not mistaken. Also, Sutter like, just went. he yeah because he put Backlund, Kachuk, and Dubé together, and then he he switched everything up because after that debacle in in Buffalo that cost me everything in the world. Markstrom handed Tage Thompson a, f- <laughs> a, a, a that costed me s- two categories. Yeah, uh, and it's funny but, as soon as like that game, I had turned it on, and I'm like, 
as soon as I turned it on, I see the, re- I'm like, what are they showing? I'm like, I turned it on just for the replay, just to see Markstrom shit the bed while I'm yeah, chasing uh, you. Not good. <laughs> um, but yeah, so this Calgary, I'm just looking at the lines here. Goudreau, Lindholm to Foley as the top line. Dubé, Backlund, Kachuk, uh, Coleman, Yarncroc, Manjapane. And then Lucic, Monaghan, Lewis. Now, I don't think those... I think that was just a little yeah. bit of a um, like a kickstarter because after their one nothing loss to Buffalo the night before, it was just like, okay, let's let's change it up a bit just to get it. I think the lines will go back to normal. You can't you can't knock that first line of yeah, no, home, Goudreau. No. Maybe, maybe they'll start with these new lines, but it, it'll be very soon before they get back to the old yeah. ones. Like in two games, not even. Yeah, and in, in terms of Yarncroc there, he's uh, definitely bump coming over from... S- Seattle, and he's on a highly offensive team, especially if he's going to k- keep playing with Toffoli and Manjapane. So I kind of want to see him on the wing with his cousin, Lindholm. Elias. Yeah. That would be cool. They're Put them be, together. Put them together. Good, uh, thing going there, man. Calgary is going to be a They're going to be a that, force. Uh, yeah, playoff pools. There's going to be a lot of people that ride Calgary, and I, I can't really blame hope, them. I really hope they don't. I hope in playoff pools everyone goes Colorado so I can slide in there with the flames. <laughs> slide. Yeah. <laughs> Not yeah. to give away my strategy or anything. <laughs> <laughs> okay, those are, the, those are the big deals so far. Uh, like I said, uh, on the other side of the fantasy players of the night, we'll get into uh, whatever happens on Monday. Um, but speaking of those fantasy players of the night, Let's do it. Give it off. Centering pass broken up. As Bonjapani tried to center it. That shot goes wide. Comes up and out with four to go and three to go. And the Abs will shut out the flames in Ball Arena. First this week, we had Darcy Kemper on Sunday. He had a 46 save shutout against those Calgary Flames. Uh, He followed it up with another shutout in the following game against LA. Uh, Kemper started out a little shaky, and I think people were ready to criticize Colorado for the whole Grubauer fiasco in the offseason, but but Kemper's really stabilized. He's been great. He has a 29-8-2 record with a 241 GAA and a 923 save percentage. Five shutouts on the season, four of which have come in his last 11 starts. So Kemper's obviously the guy There's, in Colorado. Yeah, he's the guy. Playing great as of late. I just... I mean, from a hockey standpoint, I still don't trust him in the playoffs. He hasn't really proved anything. I'm going to go on the record here. Okay. You're on the I'm record. going on a record with a bold prediction. Let's hear it. I love it. Vegas sneaks in as a wild card spot. They play Colorado first round. Colorado out in round one of the oh playoffs to Vegas. Bank it. That's my bold prediction. Oh wow! I'm gonna remember this when we do our preseason, <laughs> when we do our prediction episode, and you and you say I can't go against Colorado. If, if they if they play Vegas, yeah. I'm I'm very. Well, hesitant. you have to pick them now. Yeah. Oh no, I'm I'm picking. If that matchup happens, I'm telling you right now, I'll pick Vegas. Wow. If those guys like, if everything goes to plan and Stone is back and and Leonard's okay. back and everything, like I think. That could be an interesting matchup, and everyone's crowning Colorado as the best team in the NHL. Oh my God, craziness! I have a feeling if Vegas, if they play Vegas, that that might be. Uh, that's not your typical first round matchup. Let's put it no. that way. Damn right, it's not. And they set it up. Senators on the power play. Fifty seconds remaining. Brady Kachuk. Back to the line, poked away. Here's Lawson Krause. He'll pick it up short-handed. Krause is in. Lawson Krause. He scores. A shorty and a hat trick. Lawson Krause. Lawson Krause. <laughs> My boy. Yeah, he he's had a good week. <laughs> he started out with a hat trick in Ottawa on Monday night. He's been uh, good lately with six points in his last seven games. His recent outburst has him at eight. Sorry, 19 goals and 32 points in 60 games. Of course, with Kraus, the points are a bonus. 50 PIM, 121 shots, 170 hits, 34 blocks, all making him very valuable in deep banger leagues. He's averaging a career high 17 minutes and 33 seconds this season, which is which is great. But but man, that at 24 ha- years old, I would love to see him on a better team. That hat trick was incredible because like he scored every which way, even strength. 
shorthanded yeah. and power play. So he gave you a little bit of everything that night. And going to your point where just seeing him on a different team, like, can you imagine? And I know we're gonna, everyone's going to say, "Oh, you're t- why are you going to take it back to Toronto?" But like, can you imagine a type of that type of player on the Leafs kind of thing, or a team that needs that element? Oh, dude, like, or on a better team, like, like that he would be. He could be one of the best power forwards in the league, man. Yeah, it just sucks that he's in Arizona because he's a he's a monster. He's yeah. still so young. Like he he can do it all. And and <laughs> do you know where he came from, right? Where. He was Florida? on Florida. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine? Just, just, just saying. But knowing Florida, they might have traded him away. Yeah. Which they did. Yeah. Well, I mean, can't blame them now. Look at them. But yeah, um, I really like Kraus. If you're in a deep banger league, huge value. Um, if if your league doesn't really count that, it's half a point per game almost. So not much value there. His, it really depends on uh, your league settings. Here we go. Eric Schalgren. Schally. Uh, uh, he had a 35 save shutout over the Stars in first career start. He's played all three games for the list uh, for the Leafs this week, going two and one in the process. Um We've seen that Leaf. The Leafs' crease has been a debacle for a little bit while now. Schalgren's yeah. come in. They they took a shot on a 25 year old that really hasn't had a lot of success in minor leagues. Like, right? He his numbers aren't spectacular in the AHL. They're not spectacular. They weren't spectacular in the Swedish leagues or across across the way across the ocean. Um, this to me, like, it, it's you know. Ride it while it's hot. Like I yes. think you've said on, we've said on it on Twitter. Ride it Very while it's hot, but term. at the same time, it's short term. Uh, we're not expecting this to guy to become the second coming of of Lundqvist. No. You know, like out of nowhere, Swedish, whatever. Um, it's just you know, you, you ride it while he's hot. He's uh, you see this with a lot of new goalies, and I think this has a lot to do with video. Not many teams have a read on what kind of goalie he is, so that's why these goalies, like we saw it with. Um, you know, Garrett Sparks did it with the Leafs in his first shutout, um, his in his first game, and we all know what kind of goalie he is. But there's also different, like there's also Bennington who developed late. Um, there's also guys like Andrew Hammond, like who came out of nowhere, and like I'm gonna take it even back further. Patrick Laleem came out of nowhere, kind of thing, and stole the show yeah. with Pittsburgh out of nowhere, and and he became a serviceable NHL goalie. So it's it's like that type of thing, like. But, yeah, you, you don't. The point is, you you can't win the lottery unless you play. Exactly. And and by no means, people don't freak out. I'm not saying Shalgren is the lottery. No, he, he could be like he could be he he's exact. He's he's fifth on their depth chart, and yeah. he just got thrown in there. And that's yeah. all it is. It's like Walls ahead of him, uh, Hutchinson's ahead of him. It's just again, you ride it while it's hot. And and yeah, he allowed five goals last game, but that, I mean those goals were not necessarily it's, bad. Uh, it's it, just it, you know what? Even we're talking the, this run here might be over. Like Mrazek's probably going to get the next start. You think, eh? Yeah, yeah. You can't keep. Yeah. If Mrazek's in a Leaf uniform for if the Mra- next start, yeah, true. If Mrazek's in a Leaf uniform for the next start, I think he gets it. I think this Shalgren run might be over. I I wouldn't. Blame people for dropping him now. I'd probably say, listen, wait, wait. You, if you Mrazic, have him now. Exactly. If Mrazic get gets that start and gets lit up, then you probably get another one out of Shogren. If Mrazic gets it and wins, you, I think Shogren could be dropped. Or, or, or how about whoever. this? Shogren, they go back to Shogren to see how he responds to a loss. Yeah. So, yeah. so, so I would wait. wait one more game. Yeah. Yeah, and see what happens before making any decisions on him because again he's so up in the air it's like a new team it's like a team facing him you don't know what is going to happen and what type of goalie he is right yeah on the left side tried to set up point who was streaking to the net turned over point has it again point over for stamkos backhand pass they score hedman's got another one and the lightning are up three victor hedman 
He had two goals and a win over Seattle on Wednesday. Fast forward. Fast forward. Fast yeah. forward. <laughs> 17 goals and 44 assists for 61 points in 61 games. Obviously, there's not much to say about him. One of the best yeah, D-men no, in the like, game. If not what him, What him, Makar, Fox, Yossi, Yossi, I'll even throw an Ekblad. What these guys are doing this year is incredible, man. Like I, I didn't realize, and this is shame on me. You know, we were watch. I was watching the game Saturday night, Leafs Preds, and like I knew Yossi was up there. Oh my! I didn't. God. Re- I didn't realize how many points he had. I know, seventy five <laughs> like, points in sixty games. Like I, I, I knew he was up there. Don't get me wrong. Like I knew he was good. I knew he was getting the points, but I didn't realize how many points he was getting. Okay, let's. I'm gonna jump Jeez. to Makar quickly, and then yeah. we're gonna we're gonna get quickly into this conversation again. Teams prepare. McKinnon draws a lot of attention. Puck is paddled away by Sarchenko. Here's Kane. Shark down to the ice. That's Couture. Comes to McKinnon, walking in, gives it up. Makar shoots. It's blocked. Shoots and scores. Kale Makar gets his own rebound, able to put it past wow. Sarchenko. Makar two nights later, he had a goal and two assists against San Jose. Makar has 22 goals, five more than the second-place defenseman, who has 17. I think there's a tie with Yossi Hedman, I believe. But along with the 22 goals, 47 assists, 69 points in 58 games. So now we're back to Yossi. Like, Makar's having this Norris-type season, and people want to crown him as the yeah. winner. I did it last week. I did it last week as a Hart and Norris winner, and I'm and that goes to show you what I just said. I yeah. didn't realize Yossi was having the year he was having. Like right now, numbers wise, people want to give it to McCarr. You know, young, insanely talented player, and he's got the goals. But seventy five points in sixty games for Yossi is insanity. If if Nashville was a like was up there more in the standings. I know they're like one point out of second in their division, but if they were closer to Colorado, you you would be talking about Yossi as the heart candidate. Yeah, yeah, you would. You know what I mean? Like, like we're all talking about Makar as a heart candidate, whatever. I think it's more so because of where the team is at, but that also goes to show you what kind of team they have. Uh, but yeah, here's something I, I'm I'm not crowning Makar as nor. <laughs> it's crazy that Makar might be nominated. For the heart as a top three finalist and not win the Norris. Oh, okay. Here's something to root for, man. Um, Nashville has 20 games left. If Yossi got 25 points in the last 20 games, that's 100 points from a defenseman. Oh, my God. (laughs) That's amazing. And don't forget, they're in a wild card spot. So if they happen to drop to that second wild card spot, guess who they play? Colorado, Macar, <laughs> Yossi Macar first, right? Yossi Macar, Yossi Macar, <laughs> Yossi Macar. Oh, I think we got a title. <laughs> oh man, uh, maybe that that could be the that could be another first round upset. Maybe, maybe. Nedeljkovic, not even... Um, all right, another fans player of the night. We had Alex Nedeljkovic. He had a 43-save shutout against the Canucks. 16, 19, and 6 record with a 315 GAA. A 904 save percentage was his second shutout of the season. <laughs> he had an Man, eventful Ka- week, Nedeljkovic. Ka- Carolina is looking like a genius well we we know what though we said this coming in or i know i did in the preview episodes that like easy on nadalkovich like he is going to have a bad year compared to what he had in carolina because it's it's a product of his team too right it's a team right it's detroit so like you're gonna get great starts like this shutout but you're gonna get crappy ones too where he waves know, a puck but, and puts it in his own net like that's but for, <laughs> but, for but for example carolina walks away from razik and nadelkovich and they end up with anderson you know what and, and end up with anderson because i say that because anderson was their plan b or and carolina was anderson's plan b it, you know, he was he was supposed to go to colorado just putting Car- it out there. The way Carolina operates that goaltending position 
is the way I'm not going to say in the NHL because that's there's risk involved there, but it's the way everybody should operate their fantasy goaltending situation <laughs> because <laughs> it is a shit show year to year. Shoot. Exactly, you don't know, so there's no sense in being married to freaking anyone besides two goalies, Vasilevsky and Shosturkin. That's it. Yeah, I I I, I couldn't I couldn't agree with you more. I'd put a, maybe a couple other ones in there, but I I couldn't. No, I, I don't disagree with you. Well, like Markstrom, I think is in that category now. You know, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he's Calgary gonna have a really, shit year next year. Yeah, but yeah, I guess. But Calgary really doesn't. He's been good for at least the last five years. So but he last, has some. What he didn't have a great year last year. Well, he would have. Yeah, he would have started. Like he would. Oh, you're talking about last year, the first year in, in Calgary. I'm talking about Vancouver. Sorry. Yeah, I'm talking about the first year in Calgary. Yeah, it wasn't Calgary. great. No, he wasn't great. That's true too, because yep. like I think cra- coming right. into this year, if we we're having this conversation, what like guaranteed goalies? Like I think we would have said Hellebuck, and like look at like Hellebuck Oof. hasn't had a good year at yeah, all. Yeah, no, and he was yeah Hellebuck would would have been in that conversation, a hundred percent. But I, I totally agree. Like I think like I'll tell you for example, going into the year, I was pos- I I had um, Vasilevsky in one of my pools, and I had to trade him this year because of my con- his contract was up with me. Going into the year, I was dead set on on trading him for Hellebuck, and then Dude. no, 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 no. I just I flipped him for Shesterkin. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, it's a crapshoot. Yeah, absolutely. Pass right back to Perron. He shoots it and he scores. David Perron, his seventh career hat trick, and it's a one goal game again. Everyone thought he was going to pass the puck across the ice. To the other face-off dot, hats are on the ice here in Columbus. A hat-trick for DP57, and he's going to quickly get settled in there at the face-off dot, knowing the Blues are just down by one right now. And our final fantasy player of the night this week, David Perron. Saturday night, he had three goals and an assist. Saturday evening, I should say. Uh, three goals and an assist and a losing effort against Columbus. Yeah, I'm Perron's not happy. T- I'm not. I'm not happy with St. Louis. Let's put it that way. Definitely not? not happy with all these late scratches and bullshit going on. It totally screwed up my lineup again last yesterday. What happened um, yesterday? So earlier in the week, Robert Thomas has been fighting. Uh, oh, I guess right, illness. illness yeah. So Thursday he was a late scratch, which was fine. And then I figured, I think it was Thursday. I figured he'd play. He'd play yesterday, and I'll. Busy time in my life. I forgot to check at four. Uh, it was a four o'clock start. Forgot to check at three thirty, and uh, I didn't get Thomas in. And then lo and behold, I scroll through my lineup. Terrace ankles out now too. So I, I that was a double <laughs> shit kicker. And hey, tell, it's like, what? Tell the me, f- Joe. Do you have? I was actually want to bring this up to everybody listening. Do you have alerts set up for your players? Yes, I do. But you didn't get them. A, no, it, it just. Or you didn't see them. I wasn't. I didn't have. I wasn't by my phone. A and B. Um, I don't know if I even got them. Like I don't think I even got them because I do get ads and drops, but maybe I don't know because I do get no what injury what statuses. App, what app do you use? Oh, it's just the Yahoo. One. The Yahoo. The Yahoo alert. Yeah. See, the problem with freaking Yahoo. But is it's that late too. The it's problem just, with yeah, it's late sometimes, and they'll, they'll throw. Oh, your player has been on. Uh, is listed as day to day. Thanks. It's uh, it, the game yeah, started. Yeah, and so, and Yahoo isn't the greatest when it comes to like. Okay, for example, yesterday, uh, Tarasenko's out. I have I have him in my lineup. He was a late scratch. He's in my lineup. Why the hell can't I go to Sunday's lineup, put him on the IR, and pick someone up on waivers that doesn't take effect until the next day when I yeah. have him? Oh, I have to drop someone. Why? Yeah, it's brutal. I uh, honestly, I'll give a nod to to Fantrax on that That's one. Brutal. It's better. Uh, Yahoo needs to fix that because Fantrax lets you lets you go to the following it, day. It, it, well, it you can go to the following day and put them on the IR, but you just can't add. It's well, like, here's here's the good it, thing with with actual with Fantrax. Uh, <laughs> this isn't an ad, everybody. Sidetrack, sidetrack. It's just they, frustration on my the part. The day turns over because you can have your moves set to like work at any time, middle of the night, whatever. But the day turns over when the last game finishes. So any, so if, if, yeah. So if you had a player that was injured, you could throw them on like before you go to bed at night sort of thing. If you're still awake. 
Yeah, but um, like again, and that's another thing. If they're injured and not playing, why do those? Why does the the player lock? Like you should be able to throw them in, even on that same day. Like for example, if Tarasenko's yeah, in your lineup, why not? And and you check back at game time. Big deal. The game has started. He's not playing. So he's a non-roster player. So why not? Why can't you be able to put him on the IR even yeah, if his they, team is playing? They need to fix it. I mean, we need That's to brutal. Bring this up. That's just a little bit of a Yahoo or even most Yahoo people are assuming. Yeah, we need to bring that up with our Yahoo rep. Now um, instead of battling for first, I'm battling for second. Not necessarily. <laughs> don't give me that yet. Oh, don't give me that, don't Mikey. Stop it. It's not over yet. Uh, yeah. Um, okay. You got first and second in our pool telling you guys fantasy advice. I'll take it. <laughs> first, second, and third. Well, I, uh, first, second, right here. And right here. Third. That's what I mean. Right here. Yeah. And Brian and doesn't even get his goalie starts in this week. <laughs> Go figure. Against who? Who's he facing? Sorry. Who's he facing? Good oh, that. Yeah. I, had him, I had him crushed anyway. Yeah. But then, oh, I bet you in, in the final week, he's going to be dialed in when he plays me in his no, final week. It's just... You know what? He got he because St. Louis and Minnesota only played twice. His goalies, Holpe, he's injured. Not, yeah, he got zero starts. Yeah, but he has Holpe in his roster while injured. He can't well, put him I on mean, the listen, IR and he, and, yeah. and and get a pick up a goalie. Listen, I don't. He could have picked up Shalgren. Well, Shalgren's owned. But anyways, let's, well, I, yeah, uh, let's continue on here. I did want to. <laughs> um, uh. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's what I was saying. No, back to alerts, Joe, and everybody. I So I use the score app for, for to check scores. And uh, that's I, I got put my guys as, like, favorites, and then I have push alerts for all the news. Yep. And the score is usually pretty good telling you if someone's out or not. Oh, good and to know. And that's important for, for, yeah, for all you guys' fantasy. If you're serious about fantasy and you, if you're listening to this, you probably are. You should... Find an app. I use the score. I think maybe like Roto World might do it as well. And that might get you in time for sure. But like set up alerts for your for your teams. Honestly, player, if you're in, your if players. You're, yeah, that's what I meant. But if you're in two, three pools, like set it up for you the pool you care most about because it's, it's just gonna get stupid. My phone is already stupid with all yeah, with like, all the goal alerts yeah. <laughs> across the league and all the Twitter alerts from the guys that I follow. Yeah, it gets it, it gets insane. So that's why like the league I care most about, I'll set alerts for my guys. But yeah, it's it's just another way to stay on top of these freaking last minute changes. Guys sick and whatever, so you should look into that. But fantasy players of the night this week. This is going to be a live ad read for everybody <laughs> listening. So hopefully, I don't freaking butcher this. Uh, they were brought to you by Madged Realty Group. Madge Realty Group team services Hamilton, Ontario, and all the surrounding areas. Their focus is to simplify the buying and selling process in real estate, assuring all of their clients are met with the highest level of customer service and satisfaction as a true one-stop shop in the industry. With a keen focus on real estate investing, whether it's buying, selling, or leasing land development, their core focus is always client first. I, I noticed there's some punctuation in that read. Was that changed <laughs> I might recently? Have, I might have done it when I was pissed off with the last one because I, I noticed it here and I'm like, did I? I don't remember that. Or maybe the did bad you? guy. No, I didn't. Oh, maybe the bad guy changed it. Maybe the bad guy changed oh. it, yeah. Speaking of that, we should bring it up. Like, Is he... So he died. Scott Hall. No, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but it, it just we didn't when, plan it. <laughs> <laughs> that news wasn't even out when Brian decided to be Razor Ramon on the podcast. Yeah, we got a text message later in the later in the week saying uh, Scott Hall's not doing so well. Um, <laughs> it, we should take out some things that we said. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll tell everybody. Like it wasn't but bad. It was, but there was one part in the episode. Yeah, where it wasn't. Like, Brian, Brian's the Scott Hall now. Where it's like kind of old and like run down, right? Yeah, not like not sick like, and about de- to yeah. pass away. <laughs> that we so, had no idea. Yeah, on. So I texted Joe, like, Joe, I'm going to take out this part where you're like, Brian is like Scott Hall currently is because it's not going so well. Yeah, and that's what we found out later in the week and th- uh, just uh, or later in the day, actually, never mind week. And yeah, that wasn't my intention at all <laughs> now yeah. that we're, we're talking about it. But man, it was. So, um, it, it was like a little tribute. 
yeah. to uh, to a great wrestling personality. We're we all been wrestling fans for a while, so for, since we were kids, right? So I mean, yeah. we grew up. I know I grew up on the in the Razor Ramon era, and it was uh, yeah, it was it was uh, when those when stars go downhill. Like I, I, it almost resembles to like when Bret Hart had a stroke. Like yeah. it was just like that was that was my guy. So yeah, sad, sad. So, uh, yeah, rest in peace, Scott Hall, Razor Ramon. Chico. Chico. The, let's, the week ahead here. Actually, first, if you're, if you're watching on YouTube, we have our first official run of gear here. T-shirts here at the back. Let's show the back here. Can you see that? Yeah, we see it. Yeah. yeah. Fantasy hockey, bro. So if you're interested in a, in a T-shirt, reach out. Let us know. But... We got a bunch. Joe, you'll be getting yours very soon. Next time I see you. Can't wait. Hey, guys. Jumping in here with a little trade deadline insert now that the deadline has officially passed. So in addition to the trades that me and Joe had talked about, there are a bunch that recently come down that I want to react to here. Starting off with the big one of the day, Marc-Andre Fleury to Minnesota. It's a win. For Flurry owners, absolutely. You move from Chicago to Minnesota, a team that's in the playoffs and will likely make the playoffs. It's a better situation for Flurry. You got to expect his numbers to improve. Now, the flip side of that trade, and as a result of it, you had Kakinen move to San Jose. Because of Reimer being there, because of what San Jose is right now, Kakinen's probably going to split time with Reimer. And value probably dips a little bit for this year. Uh, moving forward, that's San Jose's goalie of the future. Next, Arturi Lekkanen. This is a sneaky trade. Colorado picks up Lekkanen, and personally, I think this could be one of the better ones in terms of fantasy. In deep leagues, if Lekkanen's available, I'm going to rush out and pick him up, just knowing the week ahead that Colorado has, which uh, you'll hear about shortly. But... Lekkanen's enjoying the, the most productive season of his career from a point-per-game standpoint. Without Landeskog there, there's a hole in the top six that's currently filled by Logan O'Connor, I believe. I could see Lekkanen lining up next to Kadri and Burakovsky, which is a great spot to be in. So I really like that for Lekkanen. Um, some other deals. Marcus Johansson to Washington. Back in Washington. Johansson's value is directly tied to TJ Oshie and his health. If Oshie misses considerable time, Johansson will probably play next to Backstrom and Mantha regularly. So I don't mind that position in deeper leagues. Mark Giordano to Toronto. Giordano's not going to put up the points that he did early, earlier in his career, but in his hometown of Toronto, 38 years old, he's going to have an improvement on his .42 points per game. He's going to play a larger role, and because Toronto is such an offensive team, he's probably going to pick up some points. So I would expect around maybe 10 points in the, in the 20 games that he could potentially play f- for Toronto here. So not bad. Next, this trade happened a little while ago. Joe and I didn't react to it, but I did want to say Brandon Hagel. You know, it's sexy moving from a team from Chicago to Tampa. Obviously a much better team, but the situation for Hagel isn't better. He goes from a a team in Chicago where he was playing top-line minutes. You know, he had a career-high in goals with 21, assists 16, points 37, while averaging the most ice time of his career with 17 minutes and 28 seconds. 23 years old, he gave us a taste what he's capable of, but for this season with the Lightning, he's probably going to play third line. You know, he's played one game with Tampa so far, and he has 10 minutes of ice time. So, don't expect much here. Don't expect him to continue the production he was he was having on Chicago. Now that he's on Tampa, don't look into this too much. It's it's not great for his value. Ricard Raquel to Pittsburgh. This is one of the later ones that came down today. Again, with a lot of these trades, it's kind of dependent on where they're going to fit in. Right now, it looks like he could play with Malkin on the second line. I mean, a lot of owners, I'm one of them. I've been burned by Raquel in the past because, you know, he had a 69-point season like five years ago, and you're waiting for that. Well, he's got a chance now. He's an upcoming UFA. He's got a chance to 
increase his value, potentially playing beside Evgeny Malkin. He's worth a quick add in case they do find chemistry, because we know Malkin, I mean, Malkin's one of the best players in the league when he's when he's on. So Raquel might be a sneaky, one of the sneakiest best pickups for uh, for, for the trade deadline here. Next, Domi to Carolina. I don't see there there being much value here. I know Domi's having a pretty decent season with Columbus. You know, on Carolina, their top forwards are pretty much cemented in place. Domi will probably play on the second, or sorry, the third line uh, or the fourth line. I I don't see much here. I mean, it's worth keeping an eye on, but I don't think he's going to play meaningful enough minutes to warrant value in most leagues, or in all leagues, I should say. One of my personal favorites, Andrew Kopp to the Rangers. Now, I know uh, earlier in the show, Joe and I, we said if Vitrano can secure a spot in the top six, he has value. Well, the, the acquisition of Andrew Kopp may have just sent Vitrano to the bottom six. <laughs> yeah, like I said, Kopp is one of my favorite deals. I think he can have some significant value uh, on the Rangers. He's proven in the past that he can produce when he's playing with some highly offensive players, as we've seen as he spent time with Ehlers, uh, Shifley, Wheeler. He's been able to produce in the top six in Winnipeg, and I see him getting a shot with those top players in New York. I like this deal a lot for Cop. A few other ones here, minor ones. Brassard to Edmonton. I think like any newcomer in Edmonton, any player has potential value until they don't, which means like until they don't play with Dreisaitl and McDavid, there's a reason to get excited. <laughs> so Broussard's in that boat right now. I mean, he, he might occupy that third line center until Nuge comes back. But maybe, you know, they're going to test him out on the wing because Nuge's return isn't that far off. And maybe we see a situation where Broussard plays with one of those big boys and does have some value. So like I said, with any newcomer to Edmonton, there's always potential there. So just keep an eye out and see what line he plays on. He has a he, he is helpful in the sense that he has a good floor of hits, 61 this season in 31 games, and he has 16 points, so about half a point per game. Um, next, Nemesnikov to Dallas. Not much here. I mean, he'll probably bounce between the second and third lines. Dallas's left wingers are not up to snuff, which is why they kind of got Nemestikov. There's there's not much here. And uh, Dadanov to Anaheim. Again, I mean, Dadanov's had countless opportunities in Vegas. I know he's bounced around, had multiple different wingers and centermen this season. But moving from Vegas to Anaheim, leave him on the wire. There's really not much excitement there. And that's it. Those are the deadline moves today. We'll get you back to the uh, Mike and Joe show. <laughs> Okay, some injuries. Jacob Chikrin, it was thought to be longer term at first, but it looks like it's not going to be too bad. But not nothing too concerning there. Thomas Shabbat, no official word, but it looks like he might be done for the year. I've had a couple people ask me, is there a bump to Brandstrom here, or do you think it's going to be kind of by committee? I actually, I actually think Shabbat is done for the year. I think they came out and did say that. Oh, did they? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, but um, but still, I don't know if it came from the team or from like the Sens insiders and stuff like that. But it looks like he is done with a broken hand. So anyone that got him at the de- at the deadline, hoping for the best. <laughs> uh, I I don't know about Brandstrom. Me neither. Mm, like that's why I said I'm like I I I'm not gonna tell you to go pick up Brandstrom. Like no. Yeah. So uh, we'll we'll see what happens there. Um, T.J. Oshie seems like this guy's freaking injured all the time. Hasn't been a good year. They had Vecchioni. They called him up to play on the second line. I don't think that's going to last. Robin Leonard. That's been an interesting one. Earlier in the yes, week, he came out that has. he broke his kneecap, done for the year. Leonard took to Twitter recently and said, Screw you in these reports. This isn't true. <laughs> I'm working my way back. I might have to play through what I'm dealing with, but like, I'm not done for the year. If he's playing through something... Yeah, then not, is it's not going to be ideal anyway. There, so there's nothing like Brossois has been bad since Leonard went down. Oh, Tom, Thompson uh, Thompson's been getting the starts recently. Yeah, he's gotten I think the last two. 
Lost two in a row, and, and his last one was really good. So if you're yeah. looking for some help in net, maybe Thompson. Uh, Vegas doesn't have a doesn't have an easy schedule coming up, but um, you know Vegas is capable of locking it down. So we'll see. So Thompson would get the bump there. Um, Ekblad we spoke about earlier, and then on Montreal Gallagher out of the lineup. Caulfield Suzuki are uh, are running Ca- that team right now. Caulfield is going to be in the Rookie of the Year again. He's going to be in the call of the race. No, he's not. <laughs> Get out of here. He's only, what, like, I think eight goals shy of the of the rookie lead? <laughs> he's been on fire. I'm not, I'm on joking. I'm, I'm, I'm saying that very facetiously. But uh, he's been on fire since uh, since St. Louis took over. That's for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. Okay, week ahead here. We have uh, four gamers from Colorado, Detroit, Edmonton, Minnesota, Montreal, New Jersey, Nashville, the Islanders, Philly, Pittsburgh, Tampa, Vegas, Winnipeg. A lot of, lot of games this week. Holy cow. Four gamers from 13 teams. Yeah. Whew. 18 teams play three times, and only Seattle plays twice. You probably don't really care much about Seattle because most of their players aren't heavily owned, so not nope. a big deal there. Um, heavy nights, your typical Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. Sunday's also not too bad, 16 teams in action. But let's get into some of the teams that I, uh, some of the players that I like this week and teams, starting with Colorado. They play four times. They're the only team that play four times without any back to backs, which means none of the heavy nights. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Sunday. Great schedule. Nachushkin. 26% owned. He's playing with McKinnon and Rantanen on the top line and on the top power play. And he's been killing it. Yeah. Recently. Really, really, really like Nachushkin this week if he's available for you. I mentioned Manson earlier, 12% owned. It's a hits play, and uh, he'll probably get a, get a bunch for you. If you're looking for an early week pickup, Monday, Wednesday, to avoid the Tuesday, uh, besides Colorado, Anaheim is the only team that play on both those nights. Both games are home. There's Adam Hemrique. Gets overlooked a lot in fantasy, which is understandable because he has his cold streaks. But right now he's on one of those hot ones. 13% owned, 13 points in his last 13 games. A lot of 13s there. And will he get dealt on the 13th? He, no, I didn't that, realize. That, that won't work. <laughs> that doesn't work at all. I didn't realize how, how like he's got like three or four years left yeah. on like a 5.8 Five, million. Yeah, his, his cap hit is not the... Like, he's not the going greatest. anywhere. Yeah, no. Edmonton, four games this week, three of them on heavy nights. Uh, but if you can't get a guy, so sorry, but if you can get a guy in, Joe's smiling because I am a shit I hate that I'm recommending <laughs> this guy. But he's 11% owned, seven points in his last five games. He's actually been clicking with McDavid a little bit recently. So, I mean, anytime you can get a guy on McDavid's win, it's a win. Next, Montreal. They play four nights, two of which are on the off nights. Besides the obvious players who are hot, like Caulfield and Suzuki, like we mentioned, Rem Pitlick. It's a name you may not be familiar with, but he's been great lately. He's just 1% owned. He's got eight points in his last six games. And with Gallagher not in the lineup, more opportunity for Rem Pitlick. So not bad, especially if you're in a really deep league. He might be available for you. It probably is. Next, Mini, same schedule as Montreal in terms of nights played. Monday, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday. All of their games are at home. Jordan Greenway, 3% owned, three goals in his last three games. Also, Freddie Goudreau, 2% owned, playing between Boldy and Fiala, eight points in his last 12 games. Also, like I mentioned, I don't mind Delorier if you're looking for hits. Next, the Islanders, they're another team that play four times. Three of them are on heavy nights, so you might not be able to get them in. But if you can, there are a lot of cheap Isles that are playing really well right now. Guys I like in particular are Palmieri, Beauvillier, and Nelson. Then, Philly, tough schedule, but there's value with Farabee. And, like I said, willing to give Tippett a shot in his first week as a flyer. Uh, Lastly, Winnipeg, they have a, a schedule that's too easy to pass up on. All home. Vegas, Ooh. obviously not that easy with Vegas, but the way they're playing right now, maybe. The but rest of the three. <laughs> Ottawa, Columbus, Arizona. Not too hard. Again, Winnipeg is a team that needs to win desperately. So you got to have three of these four games. 
And I'm looking at Stastny, top line with Wheeler and Shifley, nine points in his last 10 games. All right, Joe, that's it for the show, buddy. We will, we did, uh, we did because it. This, yeah, because this will come out on a Monday when we usually come out Sunday night. We'll keep Battle of the Bargains to uh, our social media, so make sure you guys check that out. But uh, other than that, Joe, I mean, if you got uh, nothing else that you want to say today, then we'll uh, wrap her up. No, you got the two best here. We <laughs> gave you your info. <laughs> Little partying shot. <laughs> <laughs> we yeah. love Brian App. Come yeah. on. Yeah. Guys, thanks for your support. Thanks for listening. We will be back next week with another episode. Until then, good luck in your pools, and we will talk then. Fun and odd.